Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have some more um, obvious headlines. Okay. And I also have, um, like, situations in general that are... You know, obvious. Captain Obvious. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first one. Utah Poison Control Center reminds everyone not to take poison. <laughs> you know, we think it's funny, but there are so many stupid people. I know. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's like sure. the lady that sued McDonald's because her coffee was too hot. Oh, that there was a documentary on that. Did you see that? No. There. <laughs> okay, first of all, this lady was like 80 years old. Super old lady. She was not driving. And she just put her coffee in between her legs. The top popped off and like spilled all in, like in the inside of her thighs. Who puts a coffee cup between their legs? Well, this was in the 80s. And they specifically said that there was no coffee or uh, no cup holders. Remember, there was no cup holders in cars okay. back then. Yeah. So they were like, they had stopped and parked. She was with her nephew, I think, or like grandson or something. And they had stopped, you know, just to get their stuff together. And it ended up spilling on her. And it, the pictures of her burns are horrific. Mm. It was like entirely it was way too fucking hot like it it was i i ended up feeling really bad for this old lady by the end of the documentary but yeah anyway studies show frequent sex enhances pregnancy chances really oh my god and pregnant girls are vulnerable to weight gain Jobs remain the best insurance against unemployment. Really? (laughs) Females likelier to test for women's diseases. (laughs) High fat, high sugar diet may fuel weight gain, study finds. Stores offering best bargains are most popular. Uh, winter is the only time to go ice fishing. Not if you live in Alaska. Well, it's still winter. They have summer too, don't they? Yeah, but it's still it's not like summer here. It's not like I know it's still cold, right? right? Yeah. So they can go fishing in the summer or ice fishing. In the oh summer. yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. Anyway, <laughs> Hispanics a Spanish test. Oh. <laughs> Okay, and those were my headlines. <laughs> and now I have just, you know, stupid things people have said, basically. Okay. First one, a truck driver was driving along the freeway. Sign comes up on that reads, low bridge ahead. Before he knows it, the bridge is right ahead of him and he gets stuck under the bridge. Cars are backed up for miles. Finally, a police car comes up. The cop gets out of the car and walks up to the truck driver, puts his hands on his hips and says... Got stuck, huh? Truck driver says, no, I was delivering this bridge and ran out of gas. (laughs) Like, so I was sitting on a plane that was traveling towards Seattle. And the guy next to me turns to me and says, hey, you going to Seattle? Nope, San Francisco. I'll be parachuting off in about an hour. (laughs) (laughs) You ask a stupid question, you're going to get a stupid answer. (laughs) I pull up at the Christmas tree shop and walk up to the guy. Oh, I walk up and the guy says, hey, you here to buy a tree? Nope, my son had to go to the bathroom. These trees look mighty inviting. (laughs) (laughs) See, I wish I could come up with something witty. On the spot? On the spot. Me too. Me, I'd be like, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'd be sarcastic, like mean sarcastic. And then they would think you're a bitch. Yes. Totally. That's what happens to me. (laughs) Nobody gets me. (laughs) 
Okay, I come in the house soaking wet and I'm greeted with, is it raining? (laughs) I was traveling down the road with a buddy and there's a guy driving around in a Jeep with a dead deer strapped to the hood. My buddy says to me, you think he's been hunting? Nope, there's probably giving them away with the purchase of of every Jeep. (laughs) I'm out in public and using the phone. I'm in a phone booth. Got the phone in my hand. The man taps on the glass and says, are you using the phone? (laughs) Nope, I'm Superman. I'm looking for my costume. (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) There's a girl who, uh, who was cooking a cake for her family for the first time. And the direction said, grease the bottom of the pan. So she greased the bottom of the pan. Oh, my gosh. You think there's a house fire? Oh, my gosh. Why would you? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> uh, we were in the park flying a kite, and a guy walks up and says, You flying a kite? <laughs> no, we're fishing for birds. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I had a flat tire, I pulled my truck onto uh, one of the side road gas stations. The attendant walks out, looks at my truck, looks at me, and I swear he said, Tire go flat? <laughs> I couldn't resist. I said, nope, I was driving around, and those other three just swelled up right on me. (laughs) A couple months ago, I was fishing with a buddy of mine, and we pulled his boat onto the dock. I lifted up the old stringer of bass, and this idiot on the dock goes, hey, y'all catch all them fish? Nope, talked them into giving up. It's like before my wife and I moved, our house was full of boxes and there was a U-Haul truck in our driveway. My friend comes over and says, hey, you moving? Nope, we just packed our stuff up once uh, or twice a week to see how many boxes it takes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in high school and I was walking to my sixth period class the other day. When I get there, being the first one there, I pulled on the door to find it locked. The drapes are closed so I can't see if anyone is inside. So just to be sure, I start pounding on the door. At that moment, the principal walks by the classroom with keys and says, are you locked out? I said, nope, the door made fun of my mom. I was just giving him a beating for it. (laughs) I stayed back late at work one afternoon last week and had a coworker look at me and said, are you still here? I said, no, I left 10 minutes ago. (laughs) They just forgot the why at the beginning. Yeah. I'm at the register in a clothing store and put a pair of pants on the counter. The lady says, you going to buy those? I said, nope, I was going to steal them. Just wanted you to let you see them before I do. <laughs> and my last one, I was at the airport and they lost my luggage. So I go to the lost luggage department. I go up to the girl, say, excuse me, you lost my luggage. And she says, has your plane landed yet? I said, no, princess, I'm just having an out-of-body experience. I'm just checking on it. <laughs> and those are mine for the beginning all right so i'm doing two sentence horror stories okay. and the first of uh are nursing horror stories for a long time we heard the little voices screams and footsteps of the ghost children in our old clinic and we got used to them then one day they went quiet which should have been our cue to leave yeah The The doctors told the amputee he might experience a phantom limb from time to time. Nobody prepared him for the moments, though, when he felt cold fingers brush across his phantom hand. (laughs) A patient of mine died a year ago. I was hanging IVs in her old room and caught a glimpse of the bathroom and saw she was there standing. I know, I know. She wondered why she was casting two shadows. After all, there was only a single light bulb in the health unit. Ugh. Creepy. Working the night shift alone tonight, there is a face in the cellar staring at the security camera. Oh, no. (laughs) The grinning face stared at me from the darkness beyond the window in the hallway. I was about to think that I was assigned on the fifth floor. What? I don't know what that means. Is Is the fifth floor like the psych ward? That's exactly what I was about to ask you. I don't know. I don't know. In the middle of the operation, the surgeon asked why I was breathing so heavily. I wasn't. 
What? What? An empty trauma room and call light goes off on one of the beds. Checking no one is inside, I saw a heart rate show up on the monitor. Ew. Creepy. I always like this picture of the hospital founder in the lobby. Why does she seem closer to the camera than before? Oh, my God. I was about to take his vital signs, and he tells me, Miss, check for monsters under my bed. I look underneath for his amusement and see him, another him, under the bed, staring back at me, quivering and whispering, Are you the nurse? There's somebody on my bed. That one gave me chills. Those always are creepy. I know. Which one's real? (laughs) (laughs) A young boy and his father are in a car accident, and the father dies at the scene. The boy is transported to the hospital, taken immediately into surgery. But the surgeon steps out of the operating room and says, I can't operate on this boy. He is my son. What? So his father must have been a surgeon. Yeah, he must have been. I don't know. Weird. A co-worker was working with a pediatric patient who was playfully tangled in his sheets. She offered to help untangle him, and the patient told her to help the man in the chair first because he had a sheet wrapped around his neck and was choking. (sighs) Just before our chief nurse passed away, I saw a tall black figure walk towards her office. She died the morning after. Creepy. I open my eyes after a nap in the clinic and everything feels wrong. It's too quiet. I look inside the clinic's room and see everyone standing still, including myself. Ew, what? I don't know. (laughs) I was finishing up my charting at a desk in the nurse station when my co-workers decided to leave me to buy some midnight lunch. I heard someone call my name behind my ear. Naturally, I would look behind, but no one was there. Okay, that's all the nurse ones. Okay. Nighttime swimming is one of the benefits of working at the public pool. One night after everyone left, I was waiting in the deep end and felt a hand grab my ankle. Ew, my God. (laughs) It's been watching me for hours now. Sometimes I catch glimpses of its reflection on the computer screen, but I dare not turn around. Ew, I don't like that. It sat on my shelf with thoughtless porcelain eyes and the prettiest pink doll dress I could find. Why did she have to be born still? Oh, that's horrible. I don't understand. Like they dress their stillborn baby up Ew. and put them on a shelf? Uh. I was alone when they delivered the mannequins in bubble wrap. From the main room, I began to hear popping. <gasps> <laughs> when I finally grabbed her in the darkness, I swam back to the surface. It never occurred to me how fast the ice could freeze over. Oh, no. That's not good. No. You start to drift off into a comfortable sleep when you hear your name being whispered. You live alone. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. The grinning face stared at me from the darkness beyond my bedroom window. I live on the 14th floor. Oh my gosh, no. Ready? That's, sorry, those stories always remind me of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. Mm-hmm. When David Arquette is at Luke Perry's window and he, he's like, you okay, Ben? And he's like, yeah, just let me in. He's like... Come on, man, you're floating. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen that movie. That was one of my favorite movies ever. It is hilarious. I'll have to watch it again. Yeah, it still holds up. Like freaking Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Oh my God, he's so funny. I love it. Watch that again. (laughs) Ready to settle down for the evening, I put my headphones on. The whispering coming from them startled me, they were not plugged in. Ew, that is creepy. Yeah, I got chills on that one. When next you are completely alone, imagine you are listening to a sound of some kind. When that sound seems to stop, you'll know that you've been noticed. Huh? I don't know. That was weird. Oh, that was all I had. All right. I have some Glitch in the Matrix stories. Mm -hmm. I once had a glitch, and it scared the living shit out of me. My school once had an exhibition, I think that's what it's called, 
and I had to go there and help my class prepare stuff. I was going around to see a few exhibition pieces from other classes. I stumbled upon a room where there were curtains open and there were clothes inside. In the other room next to it was the room where the curtains were closed and there were some kind of red LED lights in there with jewels and a woman sitting in the room. I think she was a seller. After I looked around, I left the room and wanted to go back to, to my friends. I wanted to pass the room with the open curtains, but I realized that it wasn't the same room anymore. It was the room with the LED lights and the woman sitting in the chair. I went back to the other room and that was the LED light room too. After that, I explored both rooms and couldn't find a difference. I just got more and more worried that it might I might be hallucinating or be on drugs. But I didn't think so because I would be able to feel it, I think. So after the exploration, I stood a few minutes in the corridor, frightened. After those few minutes, I dared to move to see if the rooms changed. They changed indeed. The room that was white and were with clothes in it was there. Everything was normal. Since that day, I haven't been able to tell anyone about the strange phenomenon. But I wanted to tell someone who would believe me. That's weird. Next one, I had an encounter on a military post about two months ago. I was outside late sitting in my car, maybe around 1 a.m., and a loud buzzer sound went off and sounded like someone was about to say something, then, then it cut out. The barracks in front of me and adjacent to the building then came to life. Doors swung open and soldiers in full uniform all started walking out. They weren't quite walking or running, something in between like a really fast pace walk, almost a jog. No name tapes and no U.S. Army tapes. I didn't recognize a single soldier among the three dozen or so that were there. I tried to stop them and ask what they were doing, but no response. They all just kept walking. Uh, they were walking in the direction of some training areas. I tried to catch up on foot, but wasn't trying to run after them. So I got in my car and rode uh, parallel to the path they were walking on. The road, however, had many potholes. It felt like I was going off the road. Then I got to the point where the path went into some woods, so I got out of my car in a near parking lot and they weren't there. I ran on the path they were on and no one. No boot prints, nothing. I probed the wood line, couldn't hear or see anyone, went back to the car, freaked out in a, uh, and generally flabbergasted, and looked at my phone that I had left in the car and it said 434, which is impossible because all of this could, couldn't have taken place in more than 20 minutes or so. So I was pretty freaked out and had no explanation. A bunch of soldiers without name tapes coming out of a building where there's no way that many people lived in. Crazy. The road which had been worked on just a couple of weeks ago had resurfaced having potholes at least half a foot deep. Insane. Okay. I was driving from Dallas to Tuscaloosa. Left at midnight, drove straight through the night with two friends, passed out sleeping. It was probably 4 a.m., and I had a fourth a tank of gas, which translates to about 100 miles. I see that the nearest town is about 90 miles away, so I'm pretty worried about making it. Before I hit that town, I ran into a tiny town that wasn't on the map. A few houses, gas station, convenience store, that was about it. I walk into the gas station and hand the guy $50 so I can fill up. He was a really tall, skinny black man. Like skin wrapped around bones level skinny. Probably 6'5 at least. He just had an eerie look about him. He looks at me, leans over the counter, scans the outside, and looks back at me. He hands me my $50 back and a hat. Says, look, you look like a nice young fella. You don't want to be out here at this time of night looking like that. Put the hat on, get into your car quickly, and get gas at the next town. Based on the way he said it and how he pointed, quote, looking like that, was about being white, I think, but I'm not positive. I was super confused and just said, I don't have enough gas to get there. That's why I'm here. I didn't even know this place existed. He responds, it doesn't. Here, there's two gallons left in this can. Just drive another 15 to 20 miles out and use those two gallons. But please, you need to move now. At that point, I stopped questioning him and left. On my return trip, it was daytime. So I wanted to stop back in and return the can with two gallons of gas in it. 
but wouldn't you fucking know. Couldn't find the goddamn little town anywhere. It's like it disappeared over the weekend. To this day, I refuse to stop in small towns that aren't on maps. I have no idea what that gas station employee was trying to save me from, but he pushed me out of there with some urgency and even gave me free gas to do so. It's weird. Yeah. So my best friend and I are driving from Texas to Kansas City. We wanted to pick up some Taco Cabana for a friend in KC on the way back. So we wanted to find the closest one. Google Maps says there is one on the way, just like two hours away from home. Score. When we get close, it's near 2 a.m. We've been driving all day. We are tired. Google Maps tells us to get off the highway, so we do. It drives us through a small town, Christmas lights and banners hanging, street lights on, and everything holiday levels of cheer. Apparently, the place isn't in the town, which is kind of funky, but hey, fast food Tex-Mex. We keep driving. The roads got dodgier and dodgier until Google Maps has us turn down a literal dirt road. Another mile or so in, and Google Maps calmly says, you have arrived at your destination. We are surrounded by trees on all sides. It's pitch black, and it's getting foggier by the second. I turn the car around and get the fuck out of there. We can't cancel the Google navigation, but instead of saying rerouting, the cold robot voice just keeps repeating, turn back, turn back, turn back. I have to figure out a way to get back to the highway, and it's made it all harder by the sudden death of the town. The lights are gone. The buildings are closed down and run down. Everything that had been alive 10 minutes ago was rubble and regret. My friend is losing it, thinking we've entered Silent Hill. (laughs) I'm furiously driving, watching blankets of fog roll in behind us at every intersection. At last, I find an on-ramp and get back on the highway. Sometimes I want to go looking for that town. Most days, though, I'm smarter than that. That is so creepy. I know. What the fuck? I don't know. Next one, my grandparents had a big farm when I was growing up, and all the grandkids would help work it over the summer when we were out of school. Anytime we saw a rabbit, we were supposed to get it with a hoe or grab the shotgun. I was around 12 or so when I saw a little rabbit in the beans and didn't want my grandfather to see, so I tried to chase it off. Followed it into the brush on the land, and for whatever reason, I just kept following it because I usually lose sight of them pretty quickly once they hit the brush. I kept following it until I found what was clearly an old barn ruin. These are pretty normal to happen upon where I'm from, And they're fun to look around inside, so I went in. It was weirdly kept up really well with antique tools in great shape and fresh hay. I worried I had crossed into our neighbor's property, so I hightailed it out of there. there. I asked my grandfather about it, and he said our land went way far past what I had described, and I couldn't have left our land in that short amount of time. I was gone, so he followed me out there, and we couldn't find it. I checked every summer I worked there and never found it again. Not creepy, but it was all, it always drove me crazy where that stupid barn went. Hmm. Okay, this story takes place in the mid-90s, a time before widely used cell phones and GPS. My two best friends and I, freshly able to drive, decided we could head out, or we would head out one Saturday to a water park in southern Missouri, about a three-hour drive from our hometown in northwest Arkansas. We had never been before, and we used road maps to get there. We had a pretty fantastic time, but as the sun started to reach the tree line, we thought we ought to head home. It's about 7 o'clock, and we'd miss a turn, but my friend Paul, who was navigating, said not to worry. There was another turn coming up that would get us there just as fast. The next turn took us from detoured to completely lost. By 8 o'clock, we were on a road that seemed to be lacking in informative road signs and zero lights. We finally see a gas station, and we are relieved to get some directions as well as some gas. My friend Taylor and I go inside while Paul pumps the gas. We come inside, and a very friendly old man in his early 60s who gives us a very large grin says, Well, hello there. It was very foghorn leghorn-esque. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like an extreme hillbilly, but very pleasant. We, ex- uh, we explained that we were needing gas and wanted to fill up. He explained that he was about to shut down for the night, but would be happy to oblige us. 
He then said something I'll never forget. You have to make haste, though. Tonight is buffer night. Taylor and I looked at each other and stared and shared an awkward look. We asked him if he could point out our location on the roadmap. While he was finding it, two people entered the shop from the back and called out for the old man. He said he was up front. The two approached us, a man and a woman, and at first looked confused. Then, as though hit with an epiphany, they smiled. They asked the old man, are these the guests tonight? He shot them a look and said, no, these are some lost children. The way he said children caused the hairs on the back of my neck to stand up. Not sure why. They looked at us and said, the three of you should make haste because tonight is buffer night. Two things scared the shit out of me right then. The first being, how did they know about Paul pumping gas out front when they came from the back? And the second thing being that they repeated the old man verbatim. We clarified the directions to get back to the main highway and pay for the gas without waiting for change. Taylor and I booked it out of the gas station to find Paul already in the passenger seat. When we got into the car, we were nearly airborne from the speed we took off at. Before we could say something, Paul told us how three men from across the street stood under a tree watching him. He waved, but they didn't move a muscle. We just drove as fast as we could until we got back to the highway. To this day, I still have a nightmare every so often about the gas station and what my imagination has twisted Buffer Night into being. What the hell is Buffer Night? What the fuck is Buffer Night? What the hell's up with all the gas stations? And the... Yeah, what is that? (laughs) I was driving through Illinois to get to Chicago about a decade ago with a group of friends and we stopped at a Taco Bell. The first thing we noticed was that the workers were acting very odd. Everything they said was monotone and rehearsed. Ew. What? That is weird. At Taco Bell? Yeah. (laughs) After sitting in this fairly busy restaurant for a bit, we kind of looked at each other at the same time as we realized that none of the conversations happening around us made any sense. The people were speaking, and it was English, but the the sentences weren't logical. They were just saying words at each other. We didn't say much about it until we got outside, at which point we all freaked out and confirmed each other's experiences at once and got the fuck out of there. We jokingly refer to that place as NPC Training Center, (laughs) since the people didn't seem real or they were learning how to be humans or something. Still freaks me out. That is weird. That is fucking weird. What if you went into a Taco Bell and you sat down and people were just like, Taco. Drink. Floor. Booth. <laughs> I mean, what? I would get the fuck out of there. That's I would. Funny. I would. <laughs> I think, I don't think I would even order from the people that were acting yeah. like that. Oh, my oh, God. That's weird. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? Never mind. Taco Bell's great, but. I'm not hungry yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. In seventh grade, I had a friend that lived near a beach on a bay of Lake Michigan. One day we were uh, one day in early May, it reached 70 degrees, nearly unheard of for that time of year in northern Wisconsin. My two friends, including the beach friend, excitedly rode our bikes down to the beach to make uh, to maybe dip our toes in, expecting still frigid waters and then tan for the rest of the afternoon. The water, though, was surprisingly warm, like bath water warm. In this particular area of the bay, the water was shallow or about a half a mile out, and we joyously splashed around, wading deeper and deeper until we got about chest deep. As we dumped each other and swam with abandon, with abandon, I started to feel sick. Bad headache, nausea, wobbly. Just then, my other two friends mentioned that they also felt sick. We headed back to the shore, nearly crawling by the time we got out. The three of us collapsed under a tree and fell asleep for two-ish hours. When we woke up, we talked about how weird it was. I dipped my toe back into the water, and it was freezing cold. To this day, I still have no idea what was in there. I do know that there is a a chemical plant in town that used to manufacture things like Agent Orange, and that their practices were known to be less than environmentally conscious. I have never touched that water since. Hmm. Weird. Next one, many years ago, myself and two best friends decided to go 
for a day of mountain biking at Snowshoe in southern West Virginia. This was way before the day of GPS, so we were kind of doing this some half-assed directions on an old map, but to the point where we got very lost. Sometime along the way, we ended up in this very tiny town and figured we would ask for directions, uh, but it was absolutely deserted. I'm talking not a single soul to be seen anywhere. We parked the truck and split up looking for anyone. Now this was around 9 or 10 a.m., so not exactly the ass crack of dawn, mind you. We went to the post office, nobody. We went into the only bar in town, which was unlocked, unattended with pl music playing, but not a single soul present. We went business to business to business and walked the streets, and after about 25 minutes, finally found one old guy who just seemed to appear out of nowhere in the middle of town walking alone. The first question we asked wasn't, even for directions, it was, where the hell is everyone? To which he replied, well, I guess folks around here just don't get up, get up much till around noon. We asked him for directions to Snowshoe, and he pointed to the road we came in on and said that way about 10 miles and, right, and make a right, and we will find the interstate. We left quickly. We all had a very bad sense of unease about the whole thing. As we left, we were about five miles down the road and hit a lady dressed up in a state road uniform standing in the middle of a very long straightaway holding a stop sign. When we approached her she turned the sign from slow to stop. We asked what was going on. She stated that there was road construction ahead. We told her of what just happened and she just kind of laughed and said those people in that town are kind of strange but let it slide. Uh, so we actually started talking to her waiting for a line of traffic to come by from the opposite direction. We actually ended up talking to her for about 45 minutes to an hour just shooting this shit. Kind of lost in the conversation, not one single vehicle ever approached from the other direction or behind us. Eventually she said, well, I guess it's clear now and y'all can go ahead, and slowly turned the sign from stop to slow and motioned for us to go ahead. We went straight ahead, the only direction you could possibly go for the next 30 some odd miles, and didn't see any signs of construction state road workers, or maintenance going on at all. She had no vehicle, which figured, which we figured she was a flag woman dropped off by some crew up ahead. After the encounter with the town and this woman, we had enough and called it quits. We turned on the interstate as soon as we found it and headed north and home. Every single one of us still remembers the whole encounter in vivid detail to this day. I asked my friend about it actually about three months ago at his wedding, and it still freaks him out to no end. It's so weird. What the fuck? Why is she standing out in the middle of nowhere with a fucking stop sign? There's no cars. Oh my, what? What? Weird. There's a town of vampires. Something. <laughs> you know, there is a uh, show on Discovery Plus. About vampires. Oh, and, like a reality yeah, show? Like, yeah. Shut up. And they're talking like, like they're real. Oh my God. And I don't know if like, because it says, you know, season one. Yeah. And it has one episode. <laughs> it's had one episode for months now. <laughs> I couldn't even finish the first episode. Oh. I was like, I can't. I can't even do this. <laughs> so I wonder if like they they're not making it anymore because it everyone's ridiculous. Yeah. You're like, I can't even. <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. So weird. <laughs> I mean, they were totally like like it's fact. Oh my gosh. They're real. No. I'm like, oh my gosh. Wow. Anyway. Next one, when I was about 12, my mom and I were traveling across country to move. We were staying the night in Missouri at a typical roadside hotel next to an Applebee's, so we went in for dinner. Uh, it was packed. Despite being one of the only couple guests at the hotel, we sat at the bar. We noticed something weird after a few seconds. Every single person had a glass of milk in front of them. Even the dudes around the bar. Nothing else, just a tall glass of milk. 
Someone opened the fridge under the center bar and we saw just gallons of milk. The bartender took out di- took our dinner orders and brought us each a glass of milk without asking us or Don't asking drink for the milk. Any, Don't drink the milk. Drink. <laughs> it was so fucking weird. My mom told me not to drink it. <laughs> On our way back to our room, my mom stopped at the front desk and asked the woman working there, half jokingly and half concerned, why everyone drinks so much milk in this town. The woman said she had no idea what she was talking about, and we just moved on. When we were putting our leftovers in the mini fridge up in our room, there were like 10 mini cartons of milk. No brand, just the word milk in black lettering. That is not milk. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Weird. What's that first for us? Next one, not the most interesting story, but I grew up in the middle of nowhere and some of my relatives live a few minutes walk from my house up a hill and they have woods behind their houses. I used to explore the woods all the time. I knew the paths and places well. You couldn't go too far because there was a cliff, an incredibly deep lake beyond the cliff. One day I was walking and I see an old log cabin. It was sitting in the middle of a field I had been to many times before. It was was a bright and sunny day. The field was lit up in gold. The cabin was very dark and strange. I felt like I couldn't go near it because I knew I shouldn't have been there. I was very confused to suddenly see this cabin, which had never existed before. I left the woods and went back numerous times looking for the cabin again. Never saw it again in my life. And I do know the location it was in. I wasn't lost. And again, there are only a few places you can go back in those woods Since there is a cliff and a lake, it's not like miles and miles of woods before you reach the cliff. Weird. Weird. They they must have gone into a different dimension or something where that house is there, right? Yeah. Or a portal. Next one, I went on a holiday back to where my parents were born in India. We have a family home that is outside in moderately sized town. It's very isolated. To get to our home, you'd have to drive out of town and then 10 minutes down a narrow road with steep drop-offs on each side that contain rice fields full of water. My cousin and I were both around 13 years old, and I would spend the days bored out of our minds, causing trouble. We didn't have any other kids to play with as the home was so isolated, and we couldn't walk into town as it was too far. Sometimes my parents or uncle would take us into town to buy us toys. One day we were messing about, and my uncle suggested we explore the the local forest, which literally surrounded our house. I think we were annoying him. (laughs) We decided to walk in a straight line, as we thought this would be the easiest way not to get lost. It wasn't something we were worried about, as the forest wasn't that dense, and we could see the house as we began walking in. Two things about India. It's blindly hot and unbelievably humid. After an hour or so of exploring, we were tired and decided to head back. We just turned around and walked straight back the way we came. An hour later, however, we were not at the house. At this point, we were were thirsty and hungry. We were spoiled kids and not used to this level of physical labor. Another hour passed and we still didn't arrive home, but we started hearing waves like we were near a beach. My cousin was propelled perplexed as there were no seas rivers or lakes near us i just thought we must have got gone out really far but was excited in my own way that a beach must mean that there are other people there we eventually reached a clearing and we were both open-mouthed the beauty of the scene before us there was a huge waterfall if anyone had been to oh god i don't know croatia it was a similar size. I guess it's a waterfall in Croatia. I don't know. It was incredible. I didn't want to blink in case I missed a second of it. We were on the bank and there was a waterfall above us to the side. Next to us were man- mangoes. Is that supposed to be mangoes? Falling off of trees. Some green, others orange. The water looked so clear and cool. I can't, I can't describe it very well, but I'm quite well-traveled. I've been to over 20 countries, and I've never seen something so perfect. We immediately ran into the 
river and drank, something we knew definitely never to do in India. This water, however, looked so clean and tasted fine. My cousin sliced up some mangoes, and we sat on the banks talking and chilling, content with being lost for a while. As time dragged on, we again realized we needed to find home. My cousin suggested that we climb a tall tree next to us, so I did. From the top, I could see a faint clearing and that I assumed was our house. We walked all the way back and reached the house about half an hour later. My uncle had been going bonkers with worry, thinking we got lost. He was so happy we were back before my parents got home, and we rushed. he rushed me to go shower. When I came out, we excitedly told my uncle about our discovery of the waterfall and the mangoes. My uncle laughed and said that there were no waterfalls or rivers in the area, and mangoes don't grow in this area. We assumed he was just ignorant and told our housekeeper about it. He also confirmed that there were no streams, rivers, or waterfalls in the area. When I got home, I immediately checked Google Maps and couldn't find any body of water from the satellite view. I googled the area name and waterfall, nothing. I even called my cousin and asked him to recall what happened that date without me saying anything, and he confirmed everything. I've been back over since then and haven't found the place despite doing everything in my power, including hiring other local people to check. It was such an incredible, beautiful location that I'm sure if it was found, it would become a tour tourist area or national park. Hopefully one day someone will find it. Hmm. I wonder where it is. Oh, no, strange. Uh, this is a happy unexplained story, but rather a creepy one. It happened when I was in high school, circa 1999, back before I had a cell phone and certainly before I had a smartphone. I wish I could have taken a picture, but part of me feels like maybe I somehow wouldn't have been allowed to have this experience if I had a camera with me. I was walking my dog in the woods near my house. I was pretty familiar with them as my dog and I went there often. One day I came to an enormous clearing that had never been seen before, like a giant field smack in the middle of the woods, and it was entirely blanketed with yellow daffodils. <laughs> thousands and thousands of them. My dog loved it and romped and frolicked in the daffodils as soon as I took in the beauty and felt completely odd, like I was witnessing something magical. No one else could, no one else was around and it felt really special, like an experience was just for me. I went back the next day, I searched and searched, but I could not find that clearing nor a single daffodil. Hmm. Weird. Next one, when I was on a road trip to see my family in Texas, I stopped at a gas station to fill up and get some coffee, and it was about 2 a.m. I went inside, and there was a man at the counter, smiling as normal. They didn't sell coffee, surprisingly, so I settled with an energy drink. I exited the store, got into my car, and drove off as she normally would. As soon as I left the parking lot of the dimly lit gas station, my gas tank was back on low. My energy drink was gone, as if it had vanished out of the cup holder. And when I looked into my rearview mirror, there was no gas station. I turned around and all there was was Texas land. I still have no clue what happened that, that day. Um, his first clue, or her, should have been that what gas station doesn't sell coffee? I know, right? That's super weird. Well, and then that also makes me wonder when, well, I was going to say, when did gas stations start selling coffee? Like, I guarantee you that wasn't like a thing at the very beginning of gas stations, right? Probably not. Wouldn't think so. But they would definitely start selling coffee before energy drinks. Uh, yeah, so exactly. That's weird. But I really think that we're like overlooking the fact that it wasn't there. When it was there. <laughs> I'm stuck on the coffee. <laughs> like the drink disappeared. My gas was gone and the gas station was gone. And we're like, they didn't serve coffee? <laughs> <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. We're so stupid. And we're recording it. And, like, letting people listen. Well, they need to know how stupid we are. 
Okay. This is my last one. I'm going to have more next week because I got a lot of them. Ten years ago, my friend and I were bored one night and were driving around. We were on a highway in New Jersey about 30 minutes from our houses and through the trees in the middle of nowhere, we see this beautifully freshly paved cement pathway with lampposts every hundred feet just lighting up this pathway. It was beckoning to us, so we found the nearest exit, drove around for a little while through the darkness until the road came to a dead end and the path began. We got out and started walking on this path through the trees and these beautiful wide open fields until eventually it ends in a small town after a couple of miles. At this point it was like 2 a.m. and a small town like this, nothing should be open except for this pizzeria, which was odd. Then it, so we go eating <laughs> and then another customer walks in. I guess it's 2 a.m. and they found an open pizzeria in the small town, which is weird. Okay, okay. we'll just go with that. Yeah. Jesus. The gentleman behind the counter and this customer do a double take at each other and then smile. Both of them run around the corner and brace. Mario, Stefano, what has it been, 40 years? They talk the whole time about their childhood growing up back in Italy. We think that what are the chances that we would be here at this moment seeing friends reunited after 40 years just plain on? My friend and I finish up and we head back to the brightly lit path and back to the car and call it a night. Ever since that night, my friend and I tried to find that brightly lit path, but to no avail. We haven't seen it since from the highway or driving down that road. In the small town, the pizzeria is there, but it closes at 10 p.m., so no explanation why it would have been open at 2 a.m. Just plain odd and something we never could explain experiencing an unlikely moment to watch two friends reunited after 40 years. Why would his friend come at 2 a.m.? The whole thing is weird. It was like, I don't know. And they can't find the path now. It was like they entered in heaven or something. <coughs> and that guy had just died and he came, you know, went to heaven and reunited with his friend. That's weird. And then they couldn't find that fucking path again. But the small town is there, and, and the pizzeria. pizzeria is there. Weird. I just think they had they didn't write it very well. It wasn't written very well at all. But I mean, I got the gist of it. Yeah. I don't know. All right, it's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up! I pointed out a fire truck to my coworker on our drive, and I think I need to spend less time with my children <laughs> before kids. Kindergarten graduation is not a thing, Brenda. After kids. Down in front. I'm live streaming here. <laughs> Daughter now refusing fruit for breakfast, saying she doesn't like sweet things in the bitter morning. So I guess it's safe to say that that third grade is when reality first kicks in. <laughs> Very dramatic. We have found the only existing compromise between enjoyable adult music and music our three-year-old will listen to in the car, and it is early Beastie Boys. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Six-year-old, how many cookies can I have? Me, one. Six-year-old, cookies like to be in pairs. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> one time I fake died in front of Micah to see what he would do, and he said, oh no, mommy died. Then sat on my head and continued playing on his iPad. I taught him how to dial 911 that day. My five-year-old is convinced that she has a superpower. The superpower is that she can smell ants. You know that's a thing? Huh? People can smell ants? Really? Yeah. Apparently. I don't smell no ants, but apparently that's some weird. people smell ants. It's super weird. I said goodnight to four, my four-year-old, and when I left the room, I heard her say to her teddies, Mommy better not give me the wrong cereal bowl tomorrow. I have no idea what the wrong cereal bowl is, and now I fear for my life. <laughs> oh my god, what? <laughs> Confucius. It does not matter how slowly you go, as long as you do not stop. Confucius, after having kids, we are going to be so fucking late. <laughs> 
just thanked my son for putting these 12 grains of rice back in the fridge. <laughs> I just saw an email from my kid's school that today was picture day, so her grandparents better prepare for the worst when they get their wallet size this year. <laughs> I think we've all had that. Yeah. Dear Diary, this evening my three-year-old ate an entire slice of pizza like a normal child instead of a raccoon discovering treasure in a garbage can. <laughs> my son needs help with his math project, so I did what any good parent would do. I slipped out the back door and started a new life in Costa Rica. <laughs> there are not enough Hallmark cards that say, I told you so. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> My kids will be late to school, even if we lived inside the school. Yeah. I don't understand how people are capable of living double lives. I barely have the time or energy for the one I live right right now. That is definitely, yeah. Yeah, how do, they, how do people do that? I know. Me. I'm going to make scrambled eggs and toast. Do you want some? My six-year-old. Ew, no. I only want toast. And maybe some eggs. <laughs> Me. So you want scrambled eggs and toast? My six-year-old, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Slap them. <laughs> the most dangerous game, but it's just me seeing how many pages of a kid's book I can skip at bedtime. <laughs> That's funny. Have a preteen so you can ask, do you remember deodorant? <laughs> Every day, only to be met with an indignant, I don't stink. As they stomp their stinky selves to the bathroom and put on deodorant. <laughs> God, I remember when Peyton went through that. Mm. It's like, oh my God, you stink. Can you not smell yourself? <laughs> then he would try to put his pit in my face. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Thank God, I, I do not. Joel is... He, you know, autistic, so he's got his routine. Yeah. And so he is, he smells fresh all the time. Tyrion, on the other hand, she just, like, wings it. <laughs> and if if someone forgets or something, I'm like, who's smelling up my house? Because, you know, it's one of, one of two. Yeah. Yeah. Your kid went from fifth grade to sixth grade. Settle down with the graduation parties. People will have a party for anything, I'm telling you. It's, it's ridiculous. I remember the day my son was born, watching my wife struggle and triumph through childbirth. I held my son for the first time while the doctors went to work fixing up my wife, and I just remember thinking, yeah, okay, maybe that really is worse than that cold I got last October. <laughs> Oh, my God. And that's all I got. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. You can look us up on Facebook and request to join the group. And we'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye.